Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Chris Evans here. Thank you for downloading this week's podcast of The Best of the Breakfast Show with Sky from Virgin Radio. Coming up, Dame Harriet Walter tells us about starring in The Incredible Return of Talking Heads on BBC One. The dynamic married duo of Angelica Bell and Michael Underwood talk the launch of 500 words, Black Lives Matter, and how teachers and kids can get involved, how we can all get involved. Entries open on Monday, the 29th of June, and rock god Mr Roger Taylor discusses his brand new single, Isolation, which he wrote and recorded solo all the way during lockdown. All that still to come. Vassos, tell us who our first guest is, please. This Wonder Woman has wowed us on stage and screen over and over again. From sense and sensibility to succession, Lady Macbeth to Killing Eve, she really can do it all. (laughs) Now she's back performing the legendary Alan Bennett monologue, Soldiering On. Please welcome the amazing Dame Harriet Walker. Good morning, Dame Harriet. Hello. Welcome to the show and well done you on everything you've ever done in your whole life. Uh, when was the first when was the first time you acted in front of other people? First time I acted in oh god, well if you're talking about school mm. you know, real school, I remember, you know, they said who wants to be in the school play and I hid under the desk. I really did not want to act and I did not want to show off. And when I finally got on the stage, you know, dragged on, I played a very small part as a maid. Um, and my first professional job was was dressed up as a squirrel being cooked in a pot in a children's play. <laughs> so, so, oh, so there are so many questions there all of a sudden. Uh, but what, what was the transition from hiding under the desk to doing it for a living? I mean, just teachers encouraging me. I think somebody saw something in me, and um, and I just you know I wanted attention basically, didn't I? Don't all kids want attention? Well, they do, they do. But, I mean, you know, like the football coaches say, you know, even, you know, in nine-year-olds, ten-year-olds, they can see um, future superstars because they are just so... They play They play the game, they inhabit their talent so differently uh, to other people with lesser talent. What do you, do you sense it's the same? Because now you're in a position to, to observe that in others. Well, the funny thing is that I, I don't know if we're unique in our profession, but there is a real slow burn possible as well. You can have the instant, you know, obvious stars who jump out at you. And you can have people like me who are really quite a a slow burn. I kind of grew up really slowly. I didn't get into any drama schools first time round. And the second time round, I came back. I just had a lot more confidence. And the guy said, I don't know what's happened to you in the last year, but you've changed. Um, And, you know, it was just confidence. I just managed to become a bit more extrovert. So I do think with acting, I sometimes look at the ones who I don't think are great. And I think, don't don't judge them yet. They might turn out good in, when they're 30, you know. I mean, it's quite a slow burn sometimes. So for people who are brand new to Talking Heads, I remember it first time around, of course I do. Uh, can you explain what it is, please? What, my particular one? No, just generally, the, the you know, the okay. oeuvre of, of Talking Heads. Yeah, Talking Heads is like you get a, an individual person who in, kind of confides in you, like you in the audience are their best friend or or a, a, an interviewer, or um, a long-lost friend. You, you kind of decide who you're talking to, and you tell them an incident in your life, or 
or a time in your life that it, and it's a story of how something very much changed in your life. Um, and you, you, the audience, watch this person who hasn't quite got it about themselves and they're telling their story like they think they're in control of the story and know what's happened. But actually, all the while, the audience can see there are cracks in the story and it's not quite how they think it is. And so you have a set of five to six monologues which have a little time jump in the middle um, where something new has happened, a new development in the story has happened and the person has just changed slightly and gone into a slightly different mood or a different place. And by the end, they've learned quite a huge amount, but it's just it's just a narrative. All you've got is them talking and describing other people and hopefully that other world comes to life for the audience. And to write one of these is, is something, but he wrote 10, didn't he? And he's written another two, so we have 12 to enjoy now. I think he's actually written way more than that. But, but yes, I mean, enormous amount and all very different. And which one did you get to inhabit? I got to inhabit Muriel. <laughs> Muriel Carpenter. <laughs> Muriel Carpenter, who is um, a, a widow, we find out, with two children, we find out. And um, she's very well healed and posh and nice and does things for local charities. And you think, oh, I know her. And then bit by bit, you see the cracks and life isn't quite what either you or she thinks it is. And um, it involved, this involved, it, the whole, uh, your whole prep for this involved a lockdown haircut. Tell us about that. <laughs> well, she is quite a neat, nice-looking lady, and my hair had gone very, very shaggy and long. And, of course, because of um, social distancing, I wasn't allowed to have a haircut, and nor was anyone at the BBC allowed to cut my hair in the makeup room. So we had a Zoom meeting with the hair and makeup, and my husband was in the kitchen with me, and I bought a pair of scissors and thinning scissors online. And she said, OK, hold up this chunk in your left hand and <laughs> move the scissors towards your right what hand. And, um, yeah, a bit there. There's a bit there hanging down. Can you see? Yeah, now lift it up. Yep. And uh, until I look faintly all right. And I wasn't too frightened because my hair grows extremely quickly and I've got lots of hats. So I thought it's not the end of the world if it's terrible, but it looks rather nice. I think you'll find okay. if you tune in. And this is your hubby, Guy, Guy Paul, yes? Guy Paul, American actor, yeah. not used not used to trimming hair. Um, but he's learnt a new craft. But he has a very hairdresser name, Guy Paul. I can imagine I know, that, can't you? Good, isn't it? Yes, it's Tony a... and Guy. For the, the first time I met him, um, he and this other actor called Tony came into the room, and we, <laughs> we always called them Tony and Guy. <laughs> Oh, listen, it was worth the interview anyway, but for that, oh, goodness me, absolutely. Uh, Dave Harriet, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Oh, what tune a superstar. Tune in to all of them. They're all going to be great. Yeah, well, they're available now, aren't they? Talking Heads starts tonight on BBC One at 9pm. Soldiering On airs on Thursday, BBC One at 7.30pm. But all these monologues, which are genius, they were first time round, can't wait to see them second time round, are available on BBC iPlayer now. Once again, Talking Heads starts tonight, BBC One night at 9pm. Soldiering On airs with Dame Harriet on Thursday, BBC One at 7.30pm. But you can watch them all. What a treat to have these all available uh, via the BBC iPlayer right now. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio.
That's our sober to you. Not content with being part of one of the greatest bands ever, our next guest is a hugely popular solo artist. Writing and recording his new single, Isolation, in isolation, please welcome the almost annoyingly talented living legend that is Roger Taylor. Good morning, Mr. Annoying. Good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Very well. Uh, we talked to you a few weeks <laughs> yeah. ago. How have you been since, Roger? What's been going down? Well, you know, obviously, uh, we, we were stuck away in Cornwall. Um, it was a lovely place to be stuck. And uh, I was stuck in the garden shed there. And uh, I, I wrote this song. But, um, you know, it's like everybody, you know, it was a strange time. And uh, we were all slightly anxious. We didn't know quite what was happening, like everybody else. And uh, that's where it sort of, uh, how it was born, really. Now, because yeah. you were on your own in your garden shed, you had to play all the instruments yourself. Now, um, if obviously, <laughs> is, is, uh, this may sound like a stupid question, but are the drums your first instrument, to, your go-to instrument? No, totally, they are. But they're very, it's very hard to write songs on drums, <laughs> you know, as you can imagine. <laughs> and... Uh, so I really started off with that sort of heartbeat kind of drum, right? Uh, and uh, and uh, that that well, that's how it started, really. You know, and then a bit of piano, a bit of guitar. But um, okay, and from from our sort I of I didn't actually record it till I got back to, to the Surrey Hills, right? But in, from, in my uh, studio, from a chronological yeah. point of view, um, drums first, first. You know, when when did the young Roger Taylor's palm first hold a, a drumstick, and and what was the next instrument on from those? <laughs> well, it was, yeah, it was actually. A, a big wooden knitting needle, and with my mum's uh, pots and pans, all her uh, you know saucepans upside down, and uh, I had a, an enormous drum kit like that, you know, because she had quite lots of pots and pans, and uh, I had about twelve drums in that kit, <laughs> and I used to play along to Roy Orbison records, etc. You know. And do you remember your first ever proper dr- and, drum? Uh, yeah, my first drum kit was sort of put together with my dad. Uh, it was really sort of second-hand, uh, sort of cheap drums, and uh, and then I eventually got a Premier Gold Spark. Wow! Second-hand. Wow! Wow! And wow! Then, uh, but then when I actually made some money, um, people keep kept giving me drum kits. You know, it's just just the way the world is, isn't it? It is. It's incredible. I mean, did you ever get to the point where they paid you to use their drum kits? No, 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 no. Didn't you? You always used a kit that you wanted. You know, I always wanted a lovely drum kit like Ringo had, and uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. They gave me loads. I got loads of them. <laughs> right now, okay. So on from that. First, other instrument: keyboards, guitar. Which ones? Oh, I tried playing guitar actually as a kid, and I found I was much better at drums. When you're around somebody like Freddie and Brian, yeah. though, do you have to back off the keyboards and, and, and the strings, you know, and, and maybe have a go when they're not looking? Yeah, well, Fred, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I, I met Brian and immediately knew I wanted to play with him because he's such a brilliant guitar player. Right. And Freddie actually turned out to be a great piano player. And that was, that was <laughs> really... <laughs> great. Roger, lovely news, lovely song. I get, we, we get what you mean about the heartbeat. The rhythm is gorgeous, isn't it? Oh yeah, well, thank you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, just a. It was a, something born out of you know the the, the situation that everybody was 
stuck in, really. Yeah, you know? and some people still Very are. Weird, and, isn't it? Yeah, and our thoughts yeah. and, and uh, best wishes go out to those guys. And of course, um, you would have been, you'd just about have finished a world tour, wouldn't you, now ish? Well, yeah, we, we, we were due to play all over Europe and in the O2. We had a whole load of nights in the O2. And obviously, you know, uh, we had everything was cancelled, all theatres were cancelled, everything. But so what we've done is postpone it, and we're, we're doing exactly that same tour next year. In the, in the same dates in the same places so right. that's literally been and you know I, I say that hoping that everything's going to go back to normal um, with that and we're going to be able to go to concerts and festivals etc etc well let's keep saying our prayers and hopefully that will happen sooner rather than later Roger lovely to talk to you my friend the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio as we are constantly reminded if we look hard enough children are total geniuses. So listen up, geniuses. Today sees the launch of a very special 500 words competition. And here to tell us about it are the CBBC superstars, the master chef maestros, the power couple to end all power couples, Angelica Bell and Michael Underwood. Good morning, Angelica. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Oh, who wrote that? Who Good wrote that morning. intro? I've oh, not had an intro like that I ever. I don't know. We'll frame it for you. We can send it to you. I'll drop it off on the way Thank home. Because now. I know where you live. <laughs> I know. I thought you were coming to do the garden. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'll make it around this afternoon. If uh, Yeah, no, I will. That's a deal. I, I, I have to do that at least uh, to thank you for what you're doing uh, for 500 Words. 500 Words, um, we have this very special pop. It's a pop-up 500 Words. It's, it'll be gone before you know it. Blink and you will miss it. Um, Angelica, tell us um, how the competition spans, please, because we launched it today, but it doesn't start today. No, it doesn't. This is sort of like the warm-up. We've launched the website today. It's amazing. Uh, 500words.me. And I'll please say a special thank you to everyone who's been working tirelessly behind the scenes getting this done in the like three days um, and the website is, has all the information you need on there but we are want to empower the, the, the young people you know Michael like you said we've worked with young people for years and years and years um, and they're so honest and open and we thought this is a great time bringing 500 words forward into a new era to be reactive to what's going on so we've launched the website giving everyone an idea of what they can think about 500 words about Black Lives Matter and then submissions are going to start next week the 29th uh, until the third, so we've got a week for people to, you know, this week for people to get their ideas together. Could be anything, uh, story, prose, you know, stream of consciousness, whatever, um, and start getting those stories into us. Five hundred words, no more. Okay, and it doesn't have to be five hundred words, so it can be less. It can be poetry. It can be lyrical. It can be anything you damn well like. Now, uh, Michael is also a teacher, an actual working teacher. What time do you have to be at school today, sir? Do you know what? I should really be at school right now. I'm not going to lie. I should be preparing, Chris. Um, so as soon as we finish this interview, I'm going to be in the car getting straight over to the school and just getting sorted for today. So well, should you, be happening. Right, you say that and I believe you because uh, I know it to be the truth. But also, um, this, uh, not the second you get there, but quite soon after you get there, you're going to have to break off from being an actual teacher at your actual school to appear live on this morning. Now, I'm not, I'm not sure if a teacher's ever done that before. No, this could be a first. It could well be a first. Oh, the good thing about it is I've, we've timed it so it goes into the break. So it's during break time. So I get to send the children off for a bit of a breather out in the playground, and then I can sort of take some time and promote 500words.me to the audience of this morning. So uh, hopefully the timings will work out so that I won't have a class 
full of children while I'm trying to chat to Philip, which actually could be possible. They probably don't want to go out and they will just hang around if they know that's what I'm going to be doing. And so um, whilst Michael's taking a break at school to appear on this morning, uh, Angelica, you are going to be with him uh, virtually. Um, have you thought about your, your um, this morning Skype slash Zoom backdrop? Um, have you, have you rejudged the kitchen or what are we going to see this morning on this morning? Listen, you know, I, I have actually thought about it. I think I'm going to sit on the floor and have a white wall behind me because I don't want anyone saying, oh, she's got one of those Ikea pictures. Um, I don't want any of that. I don't want any headlines. I want to stick to, I want to, stick <laughs> to the narrative. We're talking about 500 I don't want anyone talking about what I've got. So I'm actually going to sit on the floor. I'm not even going to do my hair and makeup. <laughs> right. So, Mike, Michael, as a teacher, you know, if you were setting yes. this assignment in class, um, what kinds of, what kinds of, of inspiration uh, would you give to your kids? What kind of bullet points would you say, look, this might help, that might help? Because in 500 words in the past, over the last 10 years, you know, we've done writing workshops where, you know, if people are struggling to get started, it's just a question of unlocking the door. And we, we play this game where we have this sort of this uh, this this um, this basket and in the basket are loads of different toys and we just pull out a toy and say okay this toy is, is your main character the next toy is the villain and the next one is 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 the helper and the next one is the, <laughs> the thing, it doesn't matter how you get start well some people get stuck and can't start so it's our job to help them uh, to, to achieve that how how might you do it as an actual teacher well, it's interesting. I mean, I've in the past uh, with my class, I always make a point of, of highlighting subjects that have happened, like big deals that are in the papers or have made the headlines. And, and I encourage them to have a discussion. I mean, sometimes I'll do a whole hour lesson and it would just be us talking. It'd be a conversation between me and the children in my class. And that can often help other children by hearing actually the thoughts and feelings of their friend or the person that's in the classroom and that can help stimulate something and you know what one child says that makes the next child go oh yeah but what about this and why does that happen and Mm. why does that person think that and that's one way of doing it another thing i've done is with a topic that can be quite tricky to sort of get a grasp of or to get a start of is to try and put it in there so they can understand it so for example with black lives matter i would look at explaining fairness children know fairness actually they understand what fairness is and so you can go in at that angle you know if i asked you to swim two laps or two lengths of a swimming pool and i'd give you a, ba- a bag of chocolate but then i went to the next child and said you can have a bag of chocolate but you've got to swim four lengths is that fair why am i making that child work that bit harder to get the same thing that the other child's getting and you start from a basis like that and that's quite a good way to begin and looking at is it fair what is fairness and using something that children can get a grasp of and hopefully then they can then use that to stimulate what they're going to write about so it does sound like you two are further apart than you actually are are you next to each other we're no. in another room. She's in the room next to me. <laughs> that's the only way this can work if we're separated. We were told it's we were told it's better for sound on the radio. That's it. I don't know. We're just you know we're well, different rooms. You're both do? brilliant. Ed. Thank you for saying yes to being the brand new host of, uh, the, of the first ever 500 words pop up. Oh, Chris, yes, Chris. Before yes, we go, yes, one more thing. 500 words.me. 500 words.me. Check that website out. But also, we did mention there were two age ranges. Yeah. So five to nine yep. is the one group. And then we've got young people 10 to 13 is the second group. So it's really important. It's open to all children, all backgrounds, all ethnicities. We want you all to get involved if you fit into those age ranges. So get writing now and get them in from next Monday. Thank you very much. It is the most important 500 words we've ever held. 500 words of Black Lives Matter. Go to 500words.me. And uh, on this morning, this morning, Angelica Bell and Michael Underwood. Woohoo! The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we've heard from three guests already, but there's still so much good stuff to come, including five of the sharpest brains in journalism. Stig Abel, Asma Mir, Matt Chorley, Giles Corrin and Marilla Frostrop all chatting about their respective new shows on Times Radio. And British TV royalty Denise Welsh tells us about her new book, The Unwelcome Visitor, which unflinchingly details her experiences with depression and booze across 30 years. All that's still to come, so let's get right back to it. Vassos, who is next? For years, She's been lighting up our screens and now she's enlightening our bookshelves. Her revealing memoir, The Unwelcome Visitor, Depression and How I Survive It, is out today. So please welcome the always refreshingly honest Denise Welsh. Good morning, Denise. Yay. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. I'm very hot and sweaty, which is a lovely, attractive image for you to, um, to have. Well, but it's, um, I crave this weather and then I'm afraid the uh, the menopause on me can't handle it. OK, it's funny you talk about images because the one thing I wanted, the first thing I want to talk to you about today uh, was the fact that the book is fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Oh, it's, I it's, so appreciate it's solid, that, it's, it's such It's such an amazing read for so many reasons. But wow. before all that, look at that cover shot. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Denise, that you look stunning. That is a beautiful, beautiful well, cover shot. Well, thank you. I also had a severe dose of man flu that day as well, so I'm even more flattered that you Oh, you don't know what man flu that. is. You don't know you're born, <laughs> you women. Uh, but seriously, well, we wanted, that is a cracking cover I think I wanted shot. the cover to represent the book, Chris. I wanted the cover to be, you know, there's always been photos of me in a sort of like a, you know, a stretchy dress with a big smile and the hands on the hips. And I wanted this book to be about depression, but not depressing, yeah. because I think it's so important that it that it is hopeful. Yeah, it's a very, and, um, it's, it's and I a, hope that you found it's a very it's a quite a clinical cover it's a beautiful cover it's clinical it's clean it's serene and it it's it's a fantastic welcome matt to to what's in the book i i found the book a duologue if you don't mind me saying I, you know between no. between your alcoholism and your and your depression uh, the depression sure. being of course the unwelcome visitor and it's a parallel story of 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 booze and um uh, being sent crazy by your own mind. So uh, let's talk about, first of all, uh, the depression, which is the unwelcome visitor, in, in case people don't yeah. know. Um, and uh, any visitors around today, um, perhaps? No. No? I have, no, there's no visitors around today, and the visitor hasn't been during lockdown. And that's interesting for a lot of people who don't understand clinical depression, mm. that, that my, my depression, de depression mainly clinical, falls into two camps, endogenous and reactive. Reactive is exactly as it says on the tin. You're reacting to a certain um, set of circumstances that brings on your mental illness. With endogenous depression, I very rarely have any control of it. And so I can, um, like, like the episode that spawned the book when I got poorly on the way to Newcastle last September and I picked up my phone and chronicled an episode of, of depression in real time. And that, you know, I was, on, I was in the car on the way up to see my um, beloved sister with, with Matty's godchildren in the car. We were having, a, 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 you know, a chaotic, lovely, funny drive up. And by the time I just hit Newcastle, 
my hands started to tingle. I got I got a metallic taste in my mouth, which is often what heralds my illness. And I can feel the color start to leave my life is the best description for right. me. And this black, horrible um, thing comes over me. And, and once that unwelcome visitor has got his foot in the door, I just have to wait till he leaves. Yeah. And that's why the subtitle is Depression and How I Survive It. It's not how to survive it because I'm not a medic, but it's how I survive it. And if people can gain solace by knowing they're not, not alone and by understanding the illness a bit more, that's the reason that I did the book, Chris. Right, now here's me talking to me. So if I'm listening to this show now, this is this is me talking to me. Okay, um, whoever you are, wherever you're listening, it might, it might sound like a heavy burden and it is a heavier and darker burden, uh, uh, hard, hard to come by. But it's not a heavy book. It's a brilliant book. It's a page turner. It's funny. It's outrageous. It's exactly what you want from Denise. And, um, <laughs> and she, she wears a heart on her sleeve. At one point, Denise, I've got to tell you, I thought I was going to get a mention or two. Well, we did have a couple of nights, if I remember, <laughs> back in the Groucho Club, when I used to drink and before when I used to drink and before you had a hundred children. Yeah, um, yeah. So I do remember. I think yeah. there was one particular night with you, me, and Paul Gascoigne. So I don't think people yeah. need much to conjure no, up exactly, that image. Exactly. I thought um, I, I was sort of uh, balancing on the precipice. Uh, probably the next page. Definitely the next chapter. Well, no, because the next morning after we had one of those wild yeah. nights, I was I was filming in a hot air balloon with Ricky with Ricky um, Tomlinson. with Ricky Tomlinson yeah. and Bernard Cribbins, the Chuckle I Brothers. Know, I know about <laughs> two hundred miles from where I left you at three a couple of hours before. Anyway, Denise, please but, come back. Course. Literally come back on next week. And um, by the way, it's, I would love to. It's the only book I've ever read uh, where there are two blokes in it. One's called Lester, one's called Lincoln. <laughs> so, so Lester and That's Lincoln, right. you two get a shout exactly. out as well. How many counties can you get in? Yeah. Well, exactly. By the way, I think I've had a few nights with Lincoln as well, you know. I think you have. To be continued. <laughs> okay, to be continued. <laughs> All right. Uh, Denise Walsh, it is a crack and read. The Unwelcome Visitor, Depression and How I Survive It. Heavy subject, but a brilliantly written book with lots of levity and lots of enlightenment. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Phil and Holly, Anton Deck, Jay-Z and <laughs> oh, Beyonce. they kind of love this. Watch your backs because there's a new top team in town. From 6am on Monday, they'll be tearing up the airwaves on the brand new Times Radio and here to tell us how they aren't nervous at all are Breakfast Radio's new power couple. It's the wonderful Stig Abel and Asma Mir. Yeah, hi, hi, power couple. It's like having Michelle and Barack in here. It's, it's, it's quite incredible. Unlike some of those couples, we might actually like each other. Oh, and there's the, there is the cutting wit that you can enjoy from 6 a.m. on Monday morning on Times Radio. Uh, so, uh, hello, you two. Um, hello. Uh, talked to you about, uh, just over a week ago, both of you. Um, ha- what's happened since to do with the Times Radio uh, breakfast show? Well, we've been practicing a bit, haven't we? We have. And we've been great. <laughs> That's what we keep telling us. That's what we, that's what we keep telling ourselves. We say, yeah, we're, we're, we've been really good. I'd listen. Uh, yeah. We've got to make sure the actual thing works. So as I'm sure you remember when this was launched back in the day, yeah. the thing you most think about isn't, will I be able to jabber on for a few uh, uh, a few hours? And Asma and I feel fairly confident. <laughs> jabber can, on? We can jab- jabber on? That's what you're the king of jabbering Come on, Chris. On, That's not, I- this isn't jabber. This is classic conversation. <laughs> uh, we're not worried about that bit. We, might be, we just want to make sure the thing actually functions yeah so what technically you mean? technically just so yeah. we, you know, we go on air and it all works there's just... a lot of buttons to press okay yeah, not by uh, us happily now you're <laughs> see asma um you, you know you're working stick sticks like player manager because you're also involved in the architecture of what's going on aren't yeah, you we've just been talking about that we have that. yeah i'm just checking that he cannot uh, basically just checking that you can't fire me is that right the, yeah the good. The, the good thing about 
the only good thing about the only good thing about my role in that respect, I think, is um, I can moan to different people in a slightly different way. So <laughs> as and I can moan as presenters, and then I can go on a different call and moan in a different way. That's yeah. the that's the only advantage. Yeah, have uh, a word. Have yeah. a word. The other thing we've we've learnt a bit about each other as we've gone. Tell us on. about yeah, that. Tell yeah, us about yeah, that. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah. Asma was a geek. Yeah. And nearly a goth when she was growing up. <laughs> now, <laughs> hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Once a geek, always a geek or not? Um, I think so, yeah. What I about think. once a goth, always a goth? <clears throat> no, no, definitely not. Not no. even at the Times Radio Christmas Party well, 2020? There, is there going to be one? There, yeah, there be has one. to be, is isn't there? there? Socially distanced. It'll just be yeah. a Zoom call. <laughs> oh, no, not another one. So, so tell, us about, tell us about your geeky days. Uh, so, well, I just stayed in my room and I did lots of studying and reading books. And yeah, I didn't have a typical teenage life that my older sister had I mean she was going crazy she was a new romantic she was like you know going to Duran Duran concerts I'm really aging myself here but anyway um, and I didn't I just stayed in my room uh, as the water boys yeah, would but, say oh that's nice uh, but uh, you just did it over to Stig when you said my elder sister is, is he is he is there any kind of, kind of comparison with your elder sister and uh, Stig no definitely not because he's younger than me all right okay yeah. Got uh, <laughs> I, and I was into heavy metal I was yeah. trying to tell as well yeah, now hang on a minute hang on a minute um there are different, there are different layers, different stratum of uh, heavy metal. How yeah. heavy was your metal? It, it got fairly heavy well, at, on. at one point, but well, I, I, you know, I was into some well, fairly strange bands that you won't have heard of. But I was also into like Metallica and Guns N' Roses. You got to remember, Chris, that I was growing up when, when you know, you were bringing Britpop to the nation. Jangly guitars Jangly and Union guitar. Jacks, my friend. Exactly, and I was sort of thinking, well, I quite like guitar music, but this isn't enough. This is a bit. This is yeah. a bit soft. This is too soft for yeah. me, Chris Evans. I used to shout in my bedroom. <laughs> could, do you know I could Topping hear it you? Up. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That, that was the beginning of my issues. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that, that voice began <laughs> yeah, to doubt in your head, and I placed it there. Yeah, yeah. Going. Um, just before you both came in, a we enjoyed our first deep clean, a mid-show deep clean. So <laughs> thanks enjoy, yeah. for that. Uh, is that. Is that an honour? <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. Lovely disinfectant smell in here. I just thought that. Chris. Yeah, I think that is. I think that is. I think we used an odourless deep clean anyway, so I can only apologise. Uh, but um, Mira, marvellous Mira, who is an amazing exec producer, by the way, not available, not even for like, you know, um, uh, on loan. None right. of that okay. nonsense going on, right? But Mira, and I promise Mira I will behave during this, this, the final part of our conversation with Stig and Asma here. Oh, no. But Mira came in to t and she told me something and I said, oh, wow. So obviously this is, you've been keeping this back and this is an exclusive and this is what we're going to talk about. And she, she talked and talked and talked and talked. And we've she had looks this, nervous. Mira looks nervous. We've had this kind of conversation before when I, I know that she start, she's talking about something, but at the end of it, she's going to say, but you can't mention it. But this wasn't one of those times. And she talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. And they said, but you really can't mention it. I'm like, okay. Um, so I don't know why she told me that. No, um, I don't know why she told you that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I, I do know. One, yeah, we, we got. We, Asma, yeah, you know what I'm I talking do, about. I do. And we really, really can't talk about it. No. Um, but we've got, if, good, we've got a good old big thing to kick us off. Yeah. Is the thing we 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 can't talk about on Monday morning. Yeah. Yeah. That's that'll do. Really. I, I could add to that, but then people would know what we're talking about. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. No. You, don't want, you don't want a clue for puzzler Asma. <laughs> <laughs> we could play hangman, couldn't we? That's so retro. I love that. Hang you, on. Now, hang on a minute. You've got to be careful with your retro thing. Because you said, you said you didn't want to age yourself before. That's true. Remember, there's a lot of older people than us listening. So, well, the one thing that really... Well, a mutual friend of ours, Stig, always on the, on the radio, always talks about how old he is. He's 46, right? Oh, okay. How do you think people who are 70-odd, who love the radio, feel about it? It's just not a conversation. Just don't even go there. Do you want to be ageless, do you think? Well, does it, yeah, Homer Simpson. Do you know how old do you think Homer Simpson is? And has always been. Oh. Oh. Um, uh, 48. 37. No. Oh. He doesn't look great for 37, doesn't he? <laughs> no, he 
he doesn't. No, he doesn't. All right, just get close to the mic again one second. Um, just before you go, the good old big thing that you have for your first show, mm. what time might that be happening? That will be 8.05 in the morning on Monday, the 29th of January. And January? June. <laughs> It's all going so well. <laughs> now, Vasos, what's that called that just happened there? I, that's called the your favourite thing in the whole wide world, the Japanese ambush. Oh, the Japanese ambush. That was yeah. the Japanese yeah. ambush. Yeah. Japanese it's ambush. going so well, you thought you were back to base, <laughs> yeah. and suddenly, there, there you go. I mean, look, I'm hoping that... Uh, of June. I, I'm hoping on the 29th of January, June. 805 June. weeks... No, I'm saying I hope on the 29th of January we're going to have a really good guest. 29th of January, um, Stig <laughs> will be fa- back. I feel fairly confident Stig we're going to have a really good guest then. editing the TLS. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> don't, don't get the hump. Um, so 8, 805. <laughs> June, Monday. Right, OK, so the station goes on the air at 6, right? Yes. But at 5 past 8, a big old thing happening. OK, yes. and you won't want to miss that. And what we'll do... If this is okay with everybody, we will simulcast that bit. So we will put you on uh, Virgin Radio here oh. at the same you're, time. You're, you're, oh my you're, goodness! You're because we would want to hear that too. Yeah, so. and we want to. Um, we're going to make. We're going to make it. We're going to go off now, Lovely and we're going to try and make sure that bit's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, better happen. Now. We don't way, have. We don't have till January apparently. We've only got four <laughs> days to make. If that if that bit is cancelled, you need to let me know because I'll, I'll play some more Freebird or something like that, <laughs> yeah. or maybe some Metallica. Play some Metallica. Yeah, but if that bit is still on, we will simulcast it. I'll say right, we're going to go Fine. simulcast for Talk Times Radio because the big old thing that we can talk about is about to happen and uh, this is what it is and here it is and you won't and you will not be disappointed would you ever play metallica chris what would well, you play? we played metallica two days ago oh, what'd you play i can't remember to be honest oh. sandman enter sandman mr sandman that wasn't metallica but they did do a song called sandman enter sandman enter sandman, enter sandman. and we did play it well done all right uh, good i'll luck. shut up now <laughs> no don't that's not your job <laughs> the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Our next guest is possibly one of Westminster's most connected people. If you're a politician and he doesn't know who you are, then quite frankly, you must try harder. The wait is almost over as Times Radio launches next Monday at 6am. And here to tell us Whoa. what they've got up their sleeve is the future maestro of mid-morning. It's Matt Chorley. Good morning, future maestro of mid-mornings, Matt Chorley. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks. Very good. All right, so tell us about your new show week today. So it's um, Monday to Thursday, 10 till 1, and it's politics, but in a sort of more relaxed way, we hope. So it's going to be slightly more entertaining. You know, politics is important. You know, everyone, I think, has got quite involved in politics in the last, you know, it was Brexit and now coronavirus. You know, it's big stuff, but it doesn't have to be boring. We don't have to... It's serious stuff, but we don't have to take it too seriously. Yeah, OK, I got that completely. And now you've got a bit of previous as far as um, levity and what you do for a living is concerned. Yes. So uh, my, in my previous life, up until a couple of weeks ago, I used to write the Red Box morning email for The Times where I used to try and explain what's going on in politics and occasionally... Uh, yeah, used to try to explain. You, you just sound tired talking Quite about often it. Often, I used to basically admit that I didn't know what was going on, and right. but people found that reassuring. That even you know, even someone in Westminster knew what was going on, and I used to include some jokes in there. And this sort of slightly snowballed. So last year, I ended up doing a stand-up tour where I went around the country, basically admitting nobody knew what was going on. Uh, and people seem to like it. So I'm hoping to bring a bit of that to the show as well. Okay, and it wasn't just 20 minutes, it was a two-hour show, wasn't it? Yeah. So how do you get the confidence to do a whole two-hour show when people have been sort of sort of, uh, sort of, of paying that craft down, you know, on the comedy circuit for years and years and years? You've been writing for The Times, uh, you've been quite funny, people think, oh, he's a funny guy, and you you, you managed to pull off a, a very successful tour. Well, it was quite successful. It was, it was sort of pleasantly... Uh, well, basically, years and years and years and years ago, while I was at The Taunter Times, me and two mates, we formed a comedy sketch group. Ah. We went to Edinburgh 
right. big day out, sold out run yeah. at the Edinburgh Festival. And uh, then we wrote a sitcom for Radio 4 that they didn't want. And then we got proper jobs and girlfriends and wives and, you know. So uh, it's already out. in the blood then. Basically. And it was sort of blind arrogance really. I was like, oh, I'll go and do this and see if people like it. And it turned out people did. So you've worked for The Times. You're now working for Times Radio. Um, and uh, you, the DNA of The Times will be, well, Times Radio will be riven with what's been going on for the last, what, I don't know, how many hundred it's 230 years? 230 something years. 30 odd yeah. years. And you've been there for four years? Yeah, ish. Okay, so and and what is the vibe in the building? Because I know what the vibe is like here from a, a radio point of view. What's it like from a print point of view? It's been. I mean, m- some of my print colleagues are some of the most cynical people I know, but they are really excited about it. it is, it's been one of the things I've been most pleasantly surprised about. That uh, I mean, and most people who work in newspapers quite like the idea of doing a bit of you know a bit of broadcasting as well. Um, and actually, the buy-in has been great. So one of the things that we're going to do in my show at midday is sort of stop the show almost and, and look at what is on the Times website, update at midday and get the people who've just been reporting on the latest stuff on the show to really right. talk it through. So I didn't know how inclusive it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I thought, is it parallel or does it cross over? And it massively crosses over. I think it will do. And I think it will vary from show to show and obviously trying to fit around the deadlines that reporters are working on. So I think if you tried to get the person who's writing the front page story for the paper on air it, seven o'clock at night yeah. then that's gonna be quite difficult so try to work around that so i know the the website updates at midday that's the point when journalists should be least uh busy and most accommodating when we give them a ring so you come on air so as far as um the runners and writers are concerned because there was the talk about uh, the weekend in the papers you know uh, some toys are thinking the unthinkable then a big picture of boris johnson with his head in his hands you know and runners and riders you know uh, rishi sunak uh, matt hancock and dominic raab will you be talking about things like that Pat? yeah i think so and i think just asking questions like so i've also been hosting the red box podcast and the episode last week we asked the question what is rishi sunak up to There's all this sort of muttering <laughs> what is he what is he up to because somebody's always got to be up to something and actually the question is is he just doing what he should be doing you yeah. know he's he's a presentable guy he could string a sentence together he's spending lots of money which tends to make you quite popular and is there any more to it than that and i think it is extraordinary that only a few months ago six months ago this month uh boris johnson won this extraordinary unexpected victory, landslide, yeah. landslide victory and how quickly things move that already people are thinking well maybe he doesn't fight the next election i mean i would be astonished if that uh, if he didn't do that but we've been astonished quite a lot in politics do you have any predictions for the next few weeks in politics I think the the tussle between Boris Johnson and Keir Starmer at PMQs is really interesting. And Keir Starmer seemed to have a bit of the upper hand to start with. Boris Johnson f- has found a way to wrong-foot him and needle him a bit last week by sort of basically taking the mick about him being a lawyer. And that has made politics much, not just because not everything's about PMQs, but just politics more broad. It's made politics much more interesting. It has, hasn't it? And, um, you know, proper personalities in there again, which which helps massively because, you know, you put a face to it, suddenly you can... You can... But- that's sort the other thing, the, with, um, with the old press conferences every night. You know, yeah. people know who these people are. Yeah, yeah. Even last year when I was doing the stand-up show, I was introducing people to Dominic Raab in Pritchard, but nobody really knew who they were. And all they learned from me was daft stuff they'd done. Whereas now there's like a cast of characters that we can talk about and people know who these people are. And another cast of characters on the other side of the microphone. Exactly right. Times yeah, Radio. Exactly right. Okay, mate, well, lovely to talk to you. It's good to see you. Uh, good luck. Uh, We've got much it. nicer views up here than we've got. But... Well, yeah, any time you want to pop up for a little <laughs> chat, a little breathing and that. We can do a little breathing technique and a little bit of... Maybe I should. Maybe yeah. next week. Jim jams on, <laughs> shoes off. Come up here for a bit of breathing. Okay. Times Radio launches uh, Monday 29th of June. Everybody's far too relaxed. I'm not, not far too relaxed, but I'm like, you know, we... They're also 
Chilled and cool and happy in their own skin. Uh, Time's Ready launches Monday, 29th of June. That's a week today, 6am, mid-mornings, Monday to Thursday. Chat, we're talking to you there. Matt Chorley will be in the chair. Matt Chorley in charge, in the chair, in the hot seat on Times Radio. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. You've heard her iconic voice across years of television, radio, ads and even as the voice of the lifts in your local train station. Times Radio is the new home for the best voice in the business. Please welcome afternoon presenter and all-around superstar, the marvellous Mariella Frostrup. Good morning, Mariella. Good morning, Chris Evans. Thank you very much for having me. So tell us about your obvious trepidation and nervousness, which means you care about what's going to unfold on the radio to the world. Because now if you're on the radio anywhere, you're on the radio in the world from next Monday. Yes, well, I am quite nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had a long career broadcasting, but not very much of it has been live. And though I really love the kind of, I love the fact that people can't say, can you go back and do that again? But actually now I'm starting to think that that was quite a luxury. <laughs> and I should have, I should have made, made more of it. <laughs> more thankful for it. I've <laughs> been very grateful for it. Last night, for example, I went to bed at about 11 o'clock thinking, got to be up early for Chris, you know, I want to be on sparkling form. And I woke up at a, um, and thought, yeah, I feel good. Yeah, probably clearly had a good sleep. And I lifted <laughs> off my eye mask and it was 1.15 a.m. <laughs> so to say that I'm kind of, you know, in a state of, of nervous uh, exhaustion would be to underestimate the state I'm in. But I was hoping you might give me a masterclass because you are the master. Well, that's no. the only reason I'm here, Chris. Thank you very much. Um, it's not the first uh, conversation I've had along those lines, uh, on the air or off the air. Um, it's like I've been saying Did to Stig you, Stig, get here before me. Yeah, well, Stig and I've been <laughs> chatting for months about this, but because uh, he's part, he's one of the architects behind it all as well, isn't he? Um, no, but it's just your show is on from my, my show is. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yes, my show is on from 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. until 4 p.m. Very civilized slot, actually. Monday to through be Thursday. Honest. Monday through. Th- I was going to say that yeah. Monday through Thursday, but what happened? was my mind drifted and I thought of all of those amazing lunches that I'm not going to have because lunch is my favourite meal. Yeah, no, but it's even better because you get to start an early tea. Well, we, can, we can be in the best restaurant in town for five o'clock, you and I. It'd be just like the old days. I love you, Chris, because you always put a positive spin on everything. No, I think it's a great slot. I'm very happy to be on at that time and we're going to be a sort of a, a slight respite from full news, if you will, me yeah. not being a full news broadcaster and the real joy is that now that I'm not going to be splitting my time between my old job and this new job, which was um, slightly on the cards at the beginning. Um, I'm now going to do every single thing I love in this programme. So I'm going to have film and music and books and lifestyle stories and stories about women and stories sideways from the news. And I mean, it, what an incredible thing yeah. at the ripe old age of 57. It's it's the best excuse to, to really deep dive into the things that you love. When did you become so wise, Chris Evans? About a minute ago. <laughs> I thought, what the heck am I going to say to, to Marilyn that sounds yeah. vaguely intelligent? Do you remember? No, but I think of you a lot, you know, because I think you're one of those examples of people who who change a lot. And and we all think we're not going to change from a certain point in our adulthood, don't we? Yeah. And I remember you coming to my, my flat in, in, in West London years and years ago. We were doing an interview for, for Vogue magazine, was it? Yeah. And I remember you sitting there and telling me, 
you were not in a good place really at the time. But you, I remember you telling me absolutely adamantly, you were never going to get married. You were never going to have children. You were never going to do anything like that. That was for other people. And now look at you, yeah. you smug married dad. Yeah, <laughs> I have one million children, and um, there you go. No, you're absolutely right. But I was thinking maybe you could come and talk to me and return the favour and talk to me about the books that you've loved no, throughout I, your I'm life. Would you that. do that? But now as a result of having many of the presenters on who are going to be gracing the airwaves of Times Radio from next Monday, I've agreed to be on all your shows. So that's not going to be fantastic for your listeners. OK, but it, uh, surely... Yes, come on, surely. 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 I should, surely I should be first. Yeah. For all time's sakes, if nothing else. Well, I'll put you on the list. Oh, um, right, no, come on. One till four, Monday through Thursday, from next Monday on Times Radio, Married Frost Frostrop. Um, do, do you have a wingman, wingwoman? Do you have no, regular that's... contributors? Well, I thought maybe you. Yeah, That's well, what I'm I could stick around for a while, can I? <laughs> no, it's just little old me, but I do. I will have lots of regular guests yes. who come in week on a weekly basis, yeah. which is part of what I'm looking forward to because um, I think to just sit there on my own would be very lonely. And you've always had a kind of regular team, it and does I've work. always thought that's such a nice thing, you know, because work. there's a sort of camaraderie and everything. I was hoping to hang out and wait for your next very special guest. Harriet, can I say? Yep. Harriet Waters. Yep. Uh, because, um, God, wasn't she brilliant as Dasha? Yep. Did you Ama- see that? Yeah, of course I did. She's yeah, amazing. Yeah. She's no. not going to be here, by the way. Isn't she? No, no of course she's, she's not. Nobody's she's virtual. Here. Yeah. Are you- uh, all the times radio people are allowed to come on the air you know, and in the studio because you're allowed in the building. Because Cause we breathe the same air. That's what it is. I'd like to see your uh, mask. <laughs> uh, we have many. We have several. We have a choice. I've we, got um, some designer ones. We have a, apparently the new thing I keep being sent. Like, we have a mask swatch. Do you wear one that matches your outfit? Do you know what? I've never actually worn one. Yeah, well, I knew. I thought you were going to say that, <laughs> actually, Chris. Yeah, I'm surrounded by nothing but at home because of Noah's thing. I'm picking up so many tips today, Chris. Listen, I'd like to say they were things to do, but it might be the opposite. <laughs> as Terry once said to me, they either like you or they don't. Oh, great. That's really going to help my sleeping tonight. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Now, thanks. The, and people do like you, Mariella, and I bet they tune in in their millions. I bet they do. Even a couple of hundred would be good day one. Yeah, that's it's all fine. <laughs> I'm um, keeping the bar low. But it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's master gardening, isn't it? That's what it is. You're not in the potting shed. You're in the open fields and you're sowing the seeds and you can see what gets to grow. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Let's continue to count down to the launch of Times Radio with another of their top draw presenters. He's the restaurant critic with a tongue sharper than a carving knife will be taking care of the airwaves on Friday afternoons. Please welcome the wit and wisdom of the one and only Giles Corran. Good morning, Giles. Um, hello. Gosh, that's too much of a build-up for me. I'm, I'm so terrified <laughs> I'm going to be boring. You can't introduce me like that. Well, uh, well, well do... we have so you can't be. It's not allowed. <laughs> well, who knows? I don't know. It is, it's, a, it's a terrifying prospect. I love the idea that I'm one of the big names. I feel like I was just some old hack they found at the back of the teacher's desk. And because Mariella couldn't do the whole day, uh, they've like, or John Pinar or Kathy Newman, they go, I'll oh, give Giles a few hours on Friday afternoon when no one's listening because they're having lunch or something. Uh, so, yeah, no, that's uh, 25 years on the paper. I thought all I'd ever have to do was write, and now I have to talk as well. Yeah, you've done it before, though, and you're very good at it. I can't wait. I cannot wait for you on a Friday afternoon, Giles, seriously. I mean, it's wall-to-wall gold from a presenter point of view. I think the lineup is fantastic, but, you, you know, all gold can still do with the odd, per- the odd curveball, pearl in a shell, and that's you, my friend. I hope so. I mean, I, we, did our, we did a pilot. I mean, it must be a long time since you've had to possibly ever, I mean, do 
three hours of your show with nobody listening. Of course, an experience I might have had on talk radio, of course, but when I had a show before. But, but you know, no one listening, doing it as live for three hours to see if it worked. And I think they, they liked it. And they said, it's, it's great because every other show, every other show is basically a new show. And they, you know, they have, but, but built around it, apart from Mariella's and stuff. You know, basically there's rolling stories, there's live news, there's responses. There. And mine is really just me bibbling on and doing silly voices and whatnot. And... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the curveball. It's the opportunity to either turn off or, or reassess your value generally. Now, Friday afternoons, I know you love your weekends. I know you love your Fridays. Mm. Um, you, you're going to be here in central London, which is not where you live at all. And um, so, so you're going to be you're going to be with us in the news tower. You're not going to be doing this remotely from home, are you? Oh, gosh, no, not at all. I'm sorry I couldn't come in this morning. No. I would have done, but my kids have finally gone back to school after what feels like 15 years. Right. Uh, and there's all kind of school run, and I'm doing a celebrity interview later today as a pre-record <laughs> for the first show. But no, I will be, I will be absolutely, <laughs> absolutely in there. Only one till four. It was a bit of a negotiation. I was, oh, wow, four o'clock. Four o'clock, I reckon I can still get out before the traffic, out to the Cotswolds. Yeah, um, well, there, but, there may never be any traffic again, Giles, so uh, don't worry about that. Um, you, no, I, I chuckled away there because you said, I'm doing a celebrity interview later on this afternoon. Um, now, I know who that is with, and I know why it's, why it's happening. Uh, would you like to share it with the group? Because this is a brilliant idea. Oh, yeah. So I, I have David Baddiel, who is an old pal, and in the times of trying to get celebrity guests, as you getting people into the studio is almost impossible and so i'm doing it at home and i can save it as a friend so he can come around and be in my pod and sit two meters away from me at the kitchen table while the producer records what this show which is called desert island crisps and it's a thing i tried on talk radio uh, and um it's uh, i mean it's unlike any format you've ever heard of imagine it's a massive celebrity he imagines he's on a desert island no one's ever thought of it before and what we do is we tell the story of his life through his eight most beloved snacks OK, you couldn't do it with any format. You couldn't do this with, I don't know, music, for example. It just wouldn't work. But with snacks, you say, so what's your first snack, David? And he says, pickled onion monster munch. I right. go, really? Take us back to 1979. And we go through, through the curly whirlies and the, you know, this kind of, you know, the, the pickled onion monster munches and the watsits and, and that. And we tell, and then at the end, we ask, you know, if you could only have one of these snacks, which one would it be? Uh, and he tells us. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and then we ask how we get on on, on this desert island. We've got, I've got lined up already for the first three shows. And then I've, I've had to go with mates in the current crisis. So I've got David Baddiel. Then I've got Claudia Winkleman, lovely Claudia. Uh, and then I have my brother-in-law, Alexander Armstrong. So I'm, I'm a bit stuck for the fourth show. I was, gonna, I was wondering what you were up to. Well, see, I'm, I, I love I Look, it's a great idea, and I've heard you do it before. But the risk of repetition with childhood snacks from a similar demographic, uh, with, you know, who will be sort of steeped in the same kind of um, oeuvre of, um, of nostalgia, surely that, that's, is that not something to consider? Because I would, I would go curly-whirly. I would go pickled onion monster munch. You know, and people, you know, I'm getting sloppy seconds from a, for, from well, a content point of view. Funnily enough, uh, another great radio genius, not in your league, but almost, Tim Level, who's the controller of this whole new channel, mm-hmm. that was exactly his concern. Right. So although, I, that we're actually, we've, although I'm selling it like that because it sounds most fun and most crazy and will be like that early on, ultimately it will become your food life. So ultimately we'll be talking about... Uh... We'll have, Six years. So we'll be able to talk about, with Badil, for example, we're doing hot dogs at the football so we can talk about uh, Euro 96. Uh, we're doing his mother's chicken soup so we can talk about his Jewish upbringing, what a terrible cook she was. So we'll do, we'll, ask, we'll probably have one snack in there or two snacks and then it'll be go-to, go-to meals and, uh, 
you know, what do you eat on tour? He loves a, he loves a, a, a British fry up and he tweets pictures of them. So, yeah, that was I argued for about four weeks, my producer, going, no, 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 we have to just do snacks. And he said exactly what you said. And I was quite furious. <laughs> but now that you said it, uh, I'm, I accept it. I like this. But if you were to evolve this into maybe uh, people's favourite music, favourite songs, that, that could that could run for a while. What would you call it? I mean, I I, know, Desert I Island what? There's nothing that... Desert Island Records. I tell Desert you what, Island it, platter that matters or platters that matter? or Yeah, but then you'd know they were just trying to do it with food and were embarrassed that we got their phone. Yeah, I mean, pro- no, probably so right. they'd want to rip off our name and they yeah. try and rhyme it with Desert Island Chris. They'd probably call it something stupid like yeah. Desert Island Discs or something. And, now, I mean, that, he, yeah. now he said it. See, the law case was only pending, but now, <laughs> we just, now we've actually just said it on here. Giles, good luck, my friend. Thank you. Okay, Giles Cohen, Times Radio, Friday afternoons, 1pm to 4pm. Times Radio launches 6am this Monday, and I cannot wait for Desert Island Crisps and other stunning, stellar, solid gold features from the curveball pearl in the shell that is the genius, the unleashable genius of Giles Corrin. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. Thank you so much for listening to this, the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show. Don't forget you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast and you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky.